empire where, like I said, being a first female owner of a strip club and like have it being known as a huge deal. I still to this wow. day don't understand why men run strip clubs. It's like you're running a whole fucking place full of women. You don't even know what they need. Yeah. Anyway, so I feel like that could be a huge thing for me. And I feel like that alone, like, you know, having multiple strip clubs that I have, yeah. like having like a deja vu situation where they have strip clubs all over the country. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's episode of How I Make Money. The episode, the show where we talk about how you can make money from unorthodox careers, be an entrepreneur, and escape the 9 to 5. Today, we have a very special guest, Santana. She is a competitive pole dancer, an upcoming reality TV show star, <laughs> hopefully, and a professional dominatrix. Santana, welcome Santana, to the show. Hi, thank you for having me, Billy. Of course, of course. So let me tell you the format of the show, okay? So on this show, we talk about money, how you make money, how we make money. And we talk about three different things, how you make money today, how you got to where you are, mm -hmm. how you plan on making money five years from now, and how you plan on investing and growing your money for generations to come in the future. Okay. So before cool. we get into it, before we get straight to the money, who is Santana? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, <laughs> Santana is a crazy bitch. I'm allowed to cuss on this, right? <laughs> Can I cuss? It's okay. It's okay. okay. No, I'm definitely like, I would say I'm like a ball of energy, kind of, um, I like to dip my toes in every pond possible, mm -hmm. very open-minded. And I think that's part of the reason why I am where I am today, because I like to take risks. I like to take chances. I like to do the unorthodox, the unconventional, um, the exciting stuff. I like to get a reaction out of people. I feel like <laughs> that's like I think we should thing. add uh, Instagram celebrity or TikTok celebrity to that afterwards. <laughs> Spooky hot Cheeto. <laughs> I used to have red hair. That's how that name came to be. <laughs> there you go. I, I learned something new. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so what I'm really curious to know is… I haven't met a lot of people who are like competitive pole dancers and who are professional, who's a professional dominatrix. Like I've actually never met a dom in my life. You were the first one I met and you know, also the most annoying one. <laughs> <laughs> but but how, did you, how did you get into this? Like, did you wake up one day and I was like, you know what, I want to be a dom. No, actually, um, I didn't even really know that I was doing it when I started doing it. So I had a sugar daddy and he wanted to be domed. Like he wanted to be dressed up and makeup put on him and whipped and stuff. And I, like I said, I'm very open-minded. I'm 18 years old at this point. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it, whatever. And he paid very, very well. And that's all I had to do. So I was kind of like, I didn't really know what it was. I just knew that I was giving this guy what he wanted and I was happy with it too. Like it was kind of a, a release. That's how I got into it. And I always like growing up when I would have boyfriends and stuff, I, I realized in myself that I had a very like dominant personality. Mm -hmm. So I always tried to or honestly, relationships just didn't really work with people my age because of that. I always try to go for people that are a bit more dominant than me because I'll run them over on accident. Like, <laughs> not on purpose. <laughs> no so one's died. Of, no one's died. No, yeah, no one's okay, died. Okay, I promise. Okay. I'm just, actually just a decent driver. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of how I got into it. And then when I moved to Vegas, someone found me and, and was like, do you want to film and do it professionally? And then I got on Twitter and started doing it. And I was like, this is exactly what I was doing to my sugar daddy just now in a professional sense. And that's kind of how it happened. But it was on accident. Like, I really didn't know what uh -huh. I was doing when I was doing it. Because it's so interesting. I've tried to look up the numbers of what percentage of people are, you know, into DOM. And it's actually really hard. There's no scientific studies on this. There's no data on this. And the really? last survey, yeah, the last survey I found was from 2010. And it's like 2% of women are into BDSM. So that's like into BDSM. It's not even, it's not even like they do professionally, they dominate men, or they like getting dominated. So it's it's such a fringe market oh that gosh. it's really hard to even find data on like who is actually into this stuff. I didn't even realize it was, I knew it was small. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that within that 
small 2% or whatever it is, yeah. that there's so many other niches and other categories of yeah. BDSM that are even smaller than that. That's crazy. You just taught me something. I yeah. know it was that small. So, so Santana, tell me, tell me, so you kind of stumbled into this, right? And mm -hmm. then you decided to make it a career. So you can give us ranges. You don't have to give us exact numbers, but how much do you make from being a dom? I would say like, it's kind of like stripping. It's the the work you put in is what you're going to get out. So mm -hmm. right now I'm kind of on a break. I'm not actively doming. Um, I did just film actually though. So maybe I'm lying a little bit. But I would say you can easily make six figures. Oh, wow. Yeah, but oh, wow. you have to work your ass off. Like that's not, everyone's like, oh, it's easy money. It's easy money. Doming is not easy money at yeah. all. And in fact, that's why I'm kind of on a break because it's extremely draining and it's a responsibility mostly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the sub is usually the one that kind of, not as in charge because we're the dom, but you're kind of caring for someone, something in a mm -hmm. way. And it's a big responsibility. And sometimes when I feel like I need to focus on myself, it's hard to give that to other people. But yeah, if you can do that 24-7, yeah, you can definitely make six figures. I would say most doms probably make maybe 80, 70, something oh, wow. like that. Um, but I don't know. I don't usually ask doms about that. Yeah. I try to be respectful of it. Yeah. I'm like, how much money do you make a month? You know, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just a, leave it's, that to me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we'll leave it to Billy. Come on. How do you make money? And then he'll ask you. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a good paying job for sure. Yeah. And yeah. how old are you? I'm 22. 22. So you make six figures, 22 being a dom. Yeah. Cool. And so, and yeah. And you know, the other things you have going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so, okay. That's fascinating. Cause you realize that's, you know, that's a good, that's 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 a good income, yeah. right? Is it like an area thing where you make more money in Vegas? Or is it like anywhere in the U.S. there's a market for this? Because I know in Vegas, and maybe because I'm new here, I know people here. Mm -hmm. I know there's a bunch of doms, which just fascinates me. Mm -hmm. But is it like something all over the country? Or is it, you know, in certain areas of the country? That's a good question, actually. Um, Yeah, it's definitely more popular in certain areas. So like New York, I have so many clients out there. I actually was just in New York in February and made great money within like a week of being there. I think in a week I made maybe like 7K and I wasn't even working every day. Because mm -hmm. each session, like you, you set your own prices, which is pretty cool. But New York, huge market for that. A lot of people probably know of Pandora's Box if you're into it. That's like one of the very first dungeons that was ever created back in the day. It's still there. It's just not as great anymore, <laughs> in my opinion. But definitely New York, Florida, Vegas, and California. So I guess all the like major cities in America yeah. is where it's most popular. Like I don't really know if there's a market for doming in like, you know, North Dakota, <laughs> Missouri. I mean, maybe there probably is, but... Yeah. yeah. So so you also mentioned, because I know, let's say someone's watching this right now. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh my God, she's making good money. I want to get into this. And you're 22, at 22, you're making six figures. That's good, right? So if someone's watching this right now and they're like, well, maybe this is outside my comfort zone a little bit. Can you talk about the niches and the spectrum of what comes into being a dom? Like, uh, you mean so I know there's being like, cut out for it? Yeah. So there's like, well, not really that part yet, but more about like the kind of niches that come inside being a dom. So I know once you told me about, you know, being a fin dom where you just get paid to, oh, to bully people or <laughs> I know bully is the right word. They, they, they say no, bully exactly me. what it is. Uh, though, yeah. Or, you know, all the way to filming. Right. So there's okay. a spectrum. So can you talk a little bit more about the spectrum? Yeah. The spectrum is ginormous. Actually, I could sit here and talk about it all day, but to be like brief, you can, so I film, I film with me, American Mean Girls, which is a clip site. Um, and we basically, it's staged, but it's real. And people buy those clips and we get paid hourly to do it for that company. And then we do, and then I actually do my own work on Twitter, um, which kind of piggybacks off that. So I find clients that way. And that's more like Findom, what you're saying. Like, mm -hmm. and it's not even really just bullying. Like sometimes people just want their bank account to be drained by, you know, a quote unquote pretty girl. And that makes them feel inferior and weak and they feed off of that. It's really Wait, crazy. Really? So you get paid to take to people's people. money? Yeah, like literally. Really? Can I get this job? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm in the wrong market. I'm going to stop building airplanes now. <laughs> stop building airplanes. This is, this is my new job, guys. This is my resignation right now. Let me take these hair ties off. But yeah, um, 
so that's like, that's huge. That's mm-hmm. what I'm mainly doing right now. I'm not yeah. doing a lot of in, in-person sessions, although that is my favorite thing to do. Like in-person sessions can be foot worship, whipping, spitting, ball busting, golden showers, um, <laughs> scissoring, which is basically just kind of like wrestling. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, trampling in high heels, which is like stepping on them in high heels. I know it sounds oh, wow. crazy, but like yeah. people like, they're really, really into this stuff. So that's like, that's the part of doming that I really like because it's so far out of most people's comfort zone yeah. that it's exciting. But that's yeah. the most draining part of being a dom. Yeah. Like sitting on a phone and taking someone's money is less draining. You still have to deal with them a little bit, but it's less draining than like stomping on someone for an hour because that's taking all of, like it's kind of therapeutic for me too. Yeah. And it can be, Draining and exhausting. Like emotionally draining or like physically draining? Or, emotionally. Yeah. More emotionally and mentally. Physically, yeah. I mean like, pff, shit, I'll, I'll hit a motherfucker all day long. I don't care. But um, <laughs> Just for context, you're getting paid to do this. <laughs> yes, right? Like People are yes. paying you. You're making money off this. <laughs> yes. That's, that's fantastic. And they love it though. My sub was just in town. You've met Everest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was yeah. just here and we have like a really special bond and we've been in so many fights and it's crazy because people are like, you guys don't sleep together? Like you don't have sex? I'm like, no, he's literally asexual mm-hmm. and he just enjoys serving someone that he yeah. feels inferior to. Yeah. And I miss him. Like, he went back to Canada yeah. and I, I think miss him. I actually have met this guy because we went for food. He's a super cool guy. He's a PhD student. He is. You wouldn't even guy. know that he's into that yeah. stuff. <laughs> Which is just kind of like, you know, that's the fascinating part to me where there's so many people I know because I'm friends with you. Mm-hmm. I know who are into this. I would have never thought. And that just tells me like how sometimes we're so not so open-minded. We're so insular in our thinking. Right. And we don't really think that people can be, you know, successful or they can be cool in certain aspects and certain aspects they could have different tastes in what they like uh, or like their sexual preferences or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so, so let's say someone's watching this right now and, you know, someone's like, oh, I want to get into this. Uh, why should they not get into this? If you want to get into this for money, it's not for you. Like, it's just really not. It's not, and same with stripping. I know we're going to get to that, but it's it's not one of those jobs that you're like, oh, I need the extra money. It's good money. I want to do it. Because most of the time, people that think that way are going to end up quitting after a short period of time because they're going to realize how exhausting it is and how much work it is and how outside of their comfort zone they mm-hmm. are. And they're like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, they're way in over their head. Um, it's just, it takes balls. And I'm not like saying that most people don't have balls, but most people really don't have balls. It's Fair a enough. hard job to do. Yeah. And you have to really be comfortable with yourself. And really be like comfortable with doing that to other people and understand that it's a mutually beneficial gig. Yeah. Um, so I would say if you feel like, if you feel like me and you and you like that excitement and it's something that you could turn into a career and be professional with it and not let it completely consume you, then yeah, I would say do it. And then you're gonna make fucking great money doing it. But if you're yeah. just like, yeah, I just wanna make some extra cash, please don't, because it's already oversaturated the industry with people uh-huh. that are thinking like that. And then for them to like come in and kind of bombard it and soak up this information and then just leave and quit. Yeah. It's really annoying. <laughs> but I, I would say if you're going to do it, like commit or just like see if it's for you first. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I want to ask more money questions. But before I do that, I want to ask you like, what's the craziest Dom story you have that will freak people out Ooh. without going into specifics and like doxing someone? <laughs> God, there's so many. I'm like, which one do I want to talk about? Speak <laughs> like the craziest one. Um, oh, well, this actually happened with Skylar the other day. This is, uh-huh. a real, I don't know if this is the craziest, but it's pretty crazy. Uh, so my sub, Everest, we wrapped a, um, <laughs> just thinking about it makes me laugh, a shock collar for a dog around his balls. And, you know, he wore regular clothes and everything. We took him to Fremont and we took him to like, we like bar hopped and everything. And, the, and we were playing DDR. And while he was playing DDR and bowling, we were shocking him. We were turning it up and shocking wow. his balls. And it was... <laughs> It was the funniest thing in the world. I had the time of my life. Me and Skylar were fucking geeking. Uh-huh. And um, he had fun too. He was like, thank you. That was so much fun. But yeah, we were just shocking the hell out of him while he was That's pretty crazy. doing his one-two step on DDR. And yeah. 
Yeah. I don't even I don't even know if that's the craziest, but that was the most recent. And yeah. I feel like it's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I don't know how I'm gonna look him in the eye now. <laughs> like, boy. He would love to talk to you about it too. If you bring it up, he'll probably blush. Yeah, I'll and pass. piss himself. <laughs> I'll just ask him about math. <laughs> yeah. He'll talk about that all day long too. Cool, cool, cool. So oh so this is what you do right now, right? What do you want to do five years from now? How do you want to make money five years from now? So, other than you know, becoming a reality TV star, we could talk yeah. about that too. <laughs> <laughs> I do plan on doing more film. I actually yeah. did theater and acting when I was younger, so that's uh-huh. definitely in my future, hopefully. But um, I actually want to open my own dungeon because it's kind of not really they, they've kind of died a little bit, uh-huh. and I want people to come to Vegas and have like a safe a safe space to be able to practice that. And like I said, yeah. Pandora's box is still a thing in New York, but it's nowhere near like what it was, I think, in the 90s. I could be mistaken. Maybe early 2000s. I'm not sure. So I kind of want to have my own dungeon that's like like my little baby and decorate yeah. it the way I want to. And I also really, really want to own a strip club. I want to be partial owner or full owner and be like one of the first female owners of a strip club. So I never really will fully get out of the industry I'm in because I fucking love it. Like, yeah. honestly. And you're, you're in it. You know people now. You've built your network in there. Yeah. it's It seems not impossible to get out, but it's just, yeah. it's so much fun. I just want to be more on the business, like the owning side of it eventually. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. And that's fair like, enough. that's money. That's where, that's the, the money that I make now is good. But like, when you get to that level, that's like a whole other level of So money. it's going to be like, you'll get, you'll get, if you own a dungeon, right? So, so for viewers, what exactly is a dungeon? So a dungeon is pretty much a, a space. Um, usually it's hidden. I don't know. Like cops don't really like dungeons for some reason, although it's fully legal. Uh-huh. Um, but it's like a safe space for people to come and play. And that means like they have crosses, which are like the things that you handcuff people on to whip they have like it's just like all the play toys basically that uh-huh. you could need for fetish for kink all of that stuff and um yeah it's just it's a safe space instead of having like a sub come to your house or or meet somewhere it's basically just like a safe haven for subs and doms and um they're pretty cool like yeah. you can decorate them all nice that's i love the <laughs> aesthetic of them you have yeah. tons of what's, what's pillows you have what's it called the, oh the squish pillows oh my yeah. gosh guys i have like fifty thousand of them <laughs> and i want more i just don't know where i'm gonna put them all so so how would something like that make money so it'd be like from commissions from people to come in like ticket sales something like that yeah so like i would be like the the head mistress if you will or whatever uh-huh. and then i would have doms work for me so i'd be like the head dom and then i'd have doms work for Got me it. and they would all get get paid by the subs yeah and then i pretty much would take like a percentage cool or they would pay or you could do it where they would pay like a rental fee yeah to use the space um and then i would make money from the rental fee cool so cool that's pretty my cool own yeah yeah so, so what about you being going into film like what do you think because you, you were recently on a reality tv show okay. which i don't think has aired yet not yet no. not yet but she was we got a celebrity here, guys. You guys will see it soon. <laughs> a celebrity here. I, sh- I should be in there a little bit too. I was there. Yeah, you I saw there. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh my god! I was at Michael's table. I was. Wait, uh, was that the night that the fight broke out? No, no there was, it was no the, fight the week that before. Night. It was the week before. Okay, you weren't at the last filming. Oh my god! No, so no, there was a red carpet filming. I, I missed that one. Okay, I was yeah. Just busy. Yeah. That one was wild. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about where you're going with film? Like, is this an idea, or do you think there's good money there for you in the future? So when I was younger, I actually wanted to be an actress. That's like uh-huh. mainly what I wanted to do. And I, I've always been on stage, cheerleading, dancing, everything since I could literally freaking walk. Um, so I took acting classes in theater. So to do the show was like a dream come true. It really was like the craziest experience ever. And yeah, I do see a future. Because like, honestly, for me, when I was filming the reality TV show too, mm-hmm. I like was having so much fun. I forgot the cameras were even there. Like, yeah. because I just love doing shit like that. And um I think that hopefully when it airs, the viewers will see that. And I think that a lot of opportunity can come from that. But yeah, I'm hoping that I'll uh, do other shows. Like, fuck yeah. 
Guys, uh, I will have a promo code to get her autographs for cheap. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'll scan here. <laughs> Just scan the QR code. <laughs> Look in the description down here. <laughs> down below. <laughs> to get her autographs, get them early before they're too expensive. You'll see Billion maybe. You'll see his well, head. <laughs> <laughs> probably on the reality TV show. I think I, think I might have made that one. We'll see. We're going to censor that out. Though. Were you in a suit too? You were in a suit. No, no. It was, oh, I, uh, I was with a friend. Um, so we, you know. Michael took, was there? Yeah, Michael was there. And um, I, I just texted Michael's girlfriend where they are. And I was like, well, I'm hanging out with a friend of mine. So both me and her, we just went over and said hi for a little bit. Then we had to clap. I know it's reality TV, but they made us clap. Fake reactions. It was like, oh, now you can throw the money. I was like, okay. That's so funny. I saw Danny yesterday, 2000 on the show, and he was like, yeah, it was weird that they wanted us to do use the money as props. He was like, I went to the bank and I got my own money to throw on you. I was like, that's why I love you. <laughs> Took a bag home that night. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool, cool, cool. So, so based on where you're, so let's talk a little bit more about uh, what you also do. So you work at one of the top strip clubs here, right? What, what's that like? Working at Crazy Horse. You mean, mm -hmm. yeah. So I work yeah. at Crazy Horse 3 and I love it there, honestly. Like the management's really nice. They've been really good to me. I've worked at pretty much every strip club here in Vegas, mm -hmm. except for a few. Yeah. Um, and Crazy Horse is by far my favorite. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like working there is like, you feel like a, like a queen in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice because, yeah, they do a lot for the dancers. They treat us well. Um, the money is good. Honestly, the girls are beautiful. I feel like that club, like, in my opinion, at least, like, the best girls are at that club. Yeah. Because, I, like I said, I've worked so, everywhere. So let's, let's talk money, okay. right? So I know you don't want to give specific numbers. Totally get that. But in terms of ranges, like, how much do you make uh, while working Crazy Horse? So I'm usually... I feel like I've become a little spoiled, but like in the past when I first started working, I'd be really happy with coming home. But I, I worked in LA, of course, in mm -hmm. Orange County. So that's different, different market for sure. But mm -hmm. I'd be happy with like $400, $500. I'd be stoked about that. Come home, I'm like, 400, 500 a night. A night. Yeah, okay. a night. And that is good money for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Now, if I make four or 500 a night, I'm not satisfied yeah. most of the time. And I have to like tell myself like, dude, not everyone makes that kind of money. Like you need to chill the fuck out. Like it yeah. just was not a, the best yeah. night, but it was still a good night. Yeah. But usually I try to not go home unless I've made a thousand. Because like I, I've gotten to the point where like I want to make a thousand dollars a night when yeah. I work. At least. Yeah. Shit. If I make more, I'm happy with that too. Yeah. You're but, not just giving it away. <laughs> yeah. But that's the goal always. Yeah. Um, But I do try to like humble myself a little bit and tell myself if I don't reach that goal that. Yeah. I'm still a bad bitch. Be easy on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but but like, keep that in mind. So like thousand bucks a night. That sounds a lot. We only work like three nights a week. Yeah. I, I work like three nights a week. Um, There's probably a seasonal aspect to it too, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like there used to be. Now it's kind of like, depends on the week. I don't know. Really? Because it used to be like, I mean, winter always is is hard because it gets cold out here and people yeah. aren't traveling here as much. Yeah. But people still come for conferences, which is nice. So you always get the like, the businessmen. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I would say for the most part, it is pretty seasonal. Right now is like the peak, yeah. pretty much, of um, September is really good too. So all the way from now till September is probably like the best time to work yeah. in the strip clubs in Vegas. Yeah. So do you ever get issues with, because if your source of income is seasonal, it goes up and down. Mm -hmm. Do you like keep a good savings account? Like how do you, how do you make sure that you never run out of money? Like how do you budget your money in? Look, I don't know where it came from. I mean, so I didn't grow up wealthy and like yeah. my parents, my dad does well now, but like, I grew up just with my mom. She was a single mom and she was working like paycheck. She was, you know, paycheck to paycheck yeah. is how we lived. And um, I heard her talk about money problems a lot growing up. And I think that like is something that sat with me. Also, yeah. I'm a Capricorn. So like, <laughs> just kidding. I'm good with money. Yeah. Astrology, but, guys. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um, 
But no, I think that like that's something that sat with me because I told myself I never wanted to have to worry about money. Yeah. And that's the reason why I decided to start working instead of, you know, going to college and being in debt and shit like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm really good at saving money. I yeah. Most of the time I work and I'll gather what I made from a week. Yeah. And I pretend like I never made it. Wow. Because I want to open a business one day. I want to have yeah. that money. And I... I don't feel like, I mean, I do have people buy me a lot of nice things, which, yeah. is, which is good. That's how you guys want to do it, okay? If you want nice things, have someone else buy it for you. Save your own money. Um, so that's kind of just always been my motto. I just, yeah. I save, save, save. I do try to like splurge a little sometimes because I work hard. I feel like I deserve it, but. On shoes, I believe. <laughs> I have learned that. <laughs> just buy more stripper heels, honestly, but dazzle them. Um, but yeah, that's something I can't say a lot of strippers have though. A lot of yeah. strippers are really bad with their money yeah. and like, you know, saying that you make six figures a year but have nothing to show for it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of girls make really good money and they still have $300 to their name. Wow. Yeah, I literally had one of my friends say that to me like sometime last year when I was yeah. working at, at Palomino and she works every day. She works yeah. every single day and she was like, she came back from Miami with her boyfriend where yeah. I'm guessing she's taking care of him. Another thing you don't want to do, don't do that. Don't <laughs> don't take care of a loser boy. No, never. She was like, yeah, girl, I'm broke. I have $300 to my name. I'm like, bitch, you're in here every day. Wow. Like, you should be banking. Yeah. So it really depends on who you talk to. But I do so, save, dad. I save. <laughs> so, so, so that's good, right? Because we always think that you have to make more. You need a bigger shovel, right? So you want to make like 200, 300, 400 a year. But it's actually, you could make a decent amount. I mean, you make good money. But it's all about like your habits. Like if you save your money, if you invest mm -hmm. your money, like where you park your money versus just splurging everything. Exactly. Uh, so so that's it. Do you invest your money? Like, I know you're planning on buying a business in the future. What do you, do you just keep it cash? Like, what's your strategy? I actually have not invested. I wanted to. I do want to. I just, I want to invest in the right thing. I don't want to invest in something just because everyone's telling Crypto, me that. Buy, buy, yeah, buy shit like, coin, buy shit coin. <laughs> buy NFTs, <laughs> buy NFTs, guys. That's how you get rich. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I want to invest in something that I believe in. Something that, yeah. and that also I, I feel will grow and, you know, get back. But, I don't know. Right now, I feel like my money that, I know this is going to sound stupid, mm -hmm. but I'm taking the money that I would invest in and I'm investing it in myself right now because mm -hmm. I'm training for my competitions and stuff and like yeah. you know, privates aren't cheap and traveling for comps aren't cheap. And that's kind of what I'm investing in right now. Yeah. Besides saving my money. But yeah, I mean, I would say like, I put a lot of it in the bank. I have a savings account. I yeah. also like, you know, keep some cash. Kinda. Where do you keep your cash, by the way? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> She's left that over there. I'm it's... not telling you what you did. My apartment number is, okay? <laughs> um, so, so talk about the competition, right? So, because you do so many things. One of the things you also do, you're a competitive pole dancer. Mm -hmm. How did you get into that? Like, how did you wake oh. up one day and you were like, oh, I'm going to dance in a pole? Like, how does it happen? <laughs> Literally, though, I'm teaching my cat how to pole dance right now. No, um, so when I started stripping, mm -hmm. I like I was already a dancer growing up. So I knew yeah. how to move my hips and do the one two step and twirl and stuff like that. So yeah. that was easy. But I never started taking it seriously until about a year ago. And there's someone in my industry, he goes by young pole masters and uh -huh. smiles. And he was my first pole instructor. So for my 21st birthday last year, I was like, I want to put on a pole performance. Yeah, and have a big fucking birthday party. And that's exactly what I did. Everything was pink. And I hired him to be my coach. And that's yeah. how me and him like became really close. And training with him, I was like, holy fuck, I love this shit. Like, because I was a dancer and performer my yeah. whole life before. So, so when I started working in Vegas a lot, I was like, when I move, who am I going to train with? And he was like, girl, sir, the, the fucking circus is over there. Like, you yeah. have every pole teacher at your fingertips there. Yeah. So that's another reason why I moved here too. And then I, he introduced me to Johnny, which is my coach now. Mm -hmm. And when I met Johnny, he's been doing it for 10 years and he's really competitive with it. And I started training with him and I was just like, I don't know. Like, I just fell in love with it. And because it's a mix of like acrobat, cheerleading, dancing, all the stuff that I did growing up. Yeah. Is it's like mushed into one. Yeah. And 
And I love that. So that's kind of when I realized like, oh, I could take this seriously. And I happen to just naturally be really good at it. Of course, you know, you have to practice yeah. anything yeah. to be good at it. But um, it came pretty naturally to me. So my coach was like, bitch, you need to fucking compete. I'm like, okay, let's get it. So that's kind of how I got into competing. Yeah. Yeah. And you're competing, what, in two months? In July, yeah. Uh, yeah. In Philadelphia. Hopefully we'll have another celebrity thing for you. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> get all the for that too right now. <laughs> I'm like, shit, I might just go to LA in September and compete there too. Yeah. We should, we should, I'll add a video of you, uh, of you pole dancing. Yeah. So, 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 hey, let's, 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 if anyone's looking at this right now and they're like, well, I want to, I want oh my God, this looks so cool. Like, what are the downsides of being a competitive pole dancer? That. Okay. So, lots of injuries. <laughs> um, it's hard because, like, yeah. I love every aspect of it. So, it's hard to ask me something like that. I guess the downfall is it's, time like it's not yeah. one of those things that you can practice once or twice a month like you have to really invest your time in it so mm -hmm. if you're not willing to fully push like the pedal and mm -hmm. fucking go for it that's the downfall like you're going to be wasting your time if you don't really want to take it seriously because yeah you have to invest your time you have to invest your body which is yeah. the hardest thing i think because you really do have to take care of yourself i literally get out of bed sometimes in the morning and i'm like holy shit i can barely walk yeah i have to take so many baths every week and you just got to take care of yourself so yeah, I've been blessed to not have any crazy injuries, but I would say like being very mindful of your body is something that a lot of people aren't. So that could be a downfall for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all of that's really cool, right? Like we learn how much money you make and how you're like 22 in a few years, you'll own your own business that will probably make good money. So those are all the good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But this is such a fringe kind of um, profession. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel, and there's a lot of societal connotations associated with it, right? Like people can be very judgmental. Oh, yeah. I know your friend circle and our friend circle, we're all pretty cool people. Yeah. Right? Well, but, besides you, but. <laughs> besides me, of course. Besides me. <laughs> but but in general, do you ever feel like there's any negative downsides to that? Do you ever feel people judge you a lot? And how do you deal with that? Um. Yeah, I definitely do feel like that sometimes. But to be honest with you, like, I just really don't give a fuck. I'm not going to lie because I've been through so much in my life. and honestly to give a fuck about what other people think is so stupid. It's like, if I'm happy, I don't care. But yeah. sometimes like it does, like sometimes it does bother me if I feel like, if it's, I don't know. But everyone has days where they're, you know, second yeah. guessing oh, themselves yeah. or they just don't feel good about I don't about know second guessing myself. I've never had those <laughs> days. Like, I'm perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm perfect. But honestly, like I don't really feel like that much. I think just mm -hmm. because I, because I don't give a shit. Yeah. That it's, it's like water off a duck's back for me. Yeah. And also my mom always tells me, like if someone doesn't accept you for who you are, then fuck them. So if I meet someone and I feel like I could possibly like that person or something and yeah. I feel judged by them, then that's just a reminder that that's not the right person. Yeah. And that's not someone I want to be around. Um, because at my age and what I've been doing, I feel like I've attracted like pretty dope people in my life. So yeah. I just roll with that. Yeah. Just keep rolling with that. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. And does it affect like any interpersonal relationships? Has it ever had an impact on that? Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say it does. You just have to like, are you talking about like relationships? Relationships? Yeah. I haven't had a whole lot of like serious relationships because yeah. I'm a firm believer in like only being in a relationship if it's, if it's really the right time and it's, yeah. it's the right person. Yeah. I don't just like throw myself in relationships. But yeah, I guess some, sometimes the people I have been with, it, um, it can bother them a little bit just because I'm very open and I'm very yeah. flirty naturally and like very like touchy and I'm not like reserved and to myself. So yeah. I feel like some people that can bother. Yeah. And that comes with like just my profession too. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I've been with people that are pretty cool with it. Okay. So I've gotten lucky. That's good. Yeah. Vegas overall is a very, people are very open-minded. Yeah. Yeah. 
and crazy. Because the whole, the what? And crazy. And crazy, yeah. Not me though. <laughs> Sex only after marriage. <laughs> only after marriage. Uh, I should probably edit that part out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's in Vegas in general, like, you know, the world's a little bit biased, right? Because the industry is here. So everyone's very open-minded. I have a lot of friends who are into this business. Like, I've never thought twice about it. Because mm-hmm. like the first time was a little bit weird. I'll be honest. Like, first I was like, really? This is the real thing? Um, and this is this is why I wanted to get you on this podcast, right? Because I've I've got a professional poker player coming next. I've got a drone, uh, cool. a drone FPV guy, which is a really growing industry right now. Um, so I've got you know I'm gonna have like a stripper come on next too. Um, so I, mean, I know you, you strip too, but yeah, no, no, but your, <laughs> your, your your core competency here is being a dom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is a very French thing. Like the first time I heard about this, I was like, is this real? Like, is yeah, you were tweaked. Yeah. <laughs> you were like freaking tweaking. You were like, are you serious right now? I'm like, yeah. Do I look like I'm yeah, kidding was, with you? It was, um, <laughs> it's I was near Vegas. Okay, now now I've 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 learned and I've realized like you know, and that's that's the interesting thing is you would think this is very French and it is, but at the same time like. She's crazy, but she's crazy for other reasons. Like, she's a complete normal person. Like, I've known you for six, seven months now. I don't know. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. So met you when like, I first moved here. Right? I met you, like, very shortly after I moved here. I don't know. I don't remember when we met. Oh, <laughs> but we met been... at the Halloween party when I was trying to wrestle you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So that was, what, like, six months now? Six, yeah. seven months? Yeah. Like I feel like I've known months. you for so much longer than yeah. that, too. It's crazy. But it's, it's, like, it's like, to me, she's just a normal person. Other than the crazy stuff. Right. That, you know. Comes with being 22 years old. So, <laughs> True. True. <laughs> so, so, okay. So we talked about how much money you make, right? Mm-hmm. You're all your different source of income. We know where you are today. We know you, where you want to go five years from now. What about 20 years from now, 30 years from now? Like, where do you see Santana being? And like, how do you plan on growing your wealth to be super freaking rich? If you want to be super freaking rich. I honestly really feel like I could build an empire that, I don't know, because everyone says they want to own a strip club or people say they want to own a strip club or they want to have a dungeon or whatever. I mean, actually, I don't know if people say that. I feel like people don't say that. <laughs> Just me saying that. <laughs> um, Just talk to yourself a lot in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> literally, though. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I, I kind of want to have this, like, empire where, like I said, being a first female owner of a strip club and, like, have it being known is a huge deal. I still, to this wow. day, don't understand why men run strip clubs. It's like, you're running a whole fucking place full of women. You don't even know what they need. Yeah. Anyway, so I feel like that could be a huge thing for me. And I feel like that alone, like, you know, having multiple strip clubs that I have, yeah. like having like a deja vu situation where they have strip clubs all over the country. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that the quality of those are great. Mine would be better. But um, I would love to do that. And like, also, yeah. I would love to have a pole studio eventually yeah. um, and have like strippers be the instructors. Because I, another thing too, in the industry, a lot of people don't know is some pole dancers that just do it competitively really try to separate themselves from the sex work aspect of it. But it's like, where do you think pole dancing came from, babe? It came from the strip club. Yeah. So I don't like that divide. And you wouldn't really know anything about it unless you're in it. Yeah. Um, And I feel like that divide was something that was like really talked about during COVID. It was Mm -hmm. all over Instagram. A lot of artists got in trouble for using strippers and calling them pole dancers, whatever. So I don't know. I feel like that's a whole level of like an empire that I want to build. Yeah. And I know like like Young Pole Master is kind of doing the same thing right now with like having like a bunch of queer dancers uh, dance in a safe a safe space, mm-hmm. you know, transgender dancers. And um, I think that's really fucking cool. Like it's really awesome because um, a lot of people like that don't feel comfortable dancing at the strip clubs because of hate crimes and people are yeah. just judgmental and horrible. So, but I mean that alone, I think could have wealth for my great grandchildren. You know what I'm saying? Like having multiple strip clubs like that is just insane. And also to be a woman doing that, like it's just a whole game changer. So that's kind of like where my mindset's at. And honestly, to make that happen, saving is a big part of it, but also like connections, who you know is a big part of it. And like, you you know that more than like anyone, I feel like. 
Um, we talk about that all the time. So yeah. really just like meeting people and socializing and taking every opportunity that I get yeah. is pretty much, I feel like, going to help me get there. Yeah. There's actually something I tell all my friends and the people I mentor. I mentor a bunch of kids. And I always tell them is like, hey, you need two things. One, you need competency. You need to be really good at something. Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, this show's not about me, but I'm really good at what I do. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> right? And the other part… <laughs> the other part is network. Right? Because your competency is not as… Is only as good as the personal brand you build around it. And I know a lot of very competent people… Um, who are, you know, really good friends of mine or mentors of mine. And they've built their personal brand, but they haven't expanded beyond their niche. And if you really expand beyond your niche, uh, you can build… You, you need both those things. You need to be… You need to know the right people and you need the core competency. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I always tell people. And I see I see you do that. And we so literally true. just talked about it like five minutes ago yeah. before this podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, you have inherent advantages, disadvantages in how you go about it, right? Mm-hmm. But… Um, but that's, I think, is crucial. Yeah, it's huge. Networking is like yeah. the biggest thing. That's why I love Vegas because everyone thinks like, oh, let's move to LA. We're going to network that way. I have never networked anywhere better in my life than in Vegas. And yeah. I lived in LA. Yeah. And yeah, networking here is insane. Do, do you know why that is? Why it's easy here? Why? It's because we have a much bigger middle class. That's that's the difference. So mm, in, in, in LA, you'll see like there'll be um, uh, 10% of rich people and they're getting access to everything they want. Right. And it's just hard to move that way. But if you have a bell curve or you have a big middle class, it's just easy to network. That's true. So it's very easy for us to meet like very interesting people. I mean, you know, we recently threw an event with ATVs and the guy owns this ATV business. He's a friend of mine. Right. Completely different worlds. It was dope, you guys. But, uh, but you know, we collide and hopefully we'll do a boat event yes, soon. Yes, definitely. Um, no, that's true though. I, I like, that's why I love Vegas. So I like that yeah. it's like, it's like small town, but big town too yes, at the same thank time. thank you. you know thank what you. I mean? it's, 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 Vegas is a really small town, but it's got a big living, yes, right? Like yeah. you can live, you can party, you can live, you can go to crazy restaurants all the time. Never boring. For never real. boring. Every night, I, people say, oh, I'll party on the weekends. Yeah. People hit me up on Monday, Tuesday. Oh, let's go to Jewel Nightclub. Yeah, I'm like, Jewel, Jewel, Jewel tonight, on me Tuesday, yeah. <laughs> Literally. It's, it's so, um, it's, it's very… Vegas, I love this town. I'm probably never leaving. I low-key… I was just thinking about that. I was like, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I don't even know when I'll leave. Yeah. Like… Yeah. I don't know. It'd be hard Plus, to if leave. you open, you know, your dungeon here, you gotta stay here. It would be the start. best yeah. place for everything that I yeah. love doing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Give cool, me a little cool. Vegas husband <laughs> or wife. I swing both ways. <laughs> All right. This is not your dating show, know, Santana. Yeah, this is, we're talking about money here. We'll Unless you're planning on buying. Spooky, getting Spooky yourself Hachito, a... hit me up on there. We'll talk. <laughs> Unless you're planning on getting a male order husband, that's not gonna happen yet. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> You never know. <laughs> cool, cool. Awesome, guys. So this was Santana. We learned about how you make money today as a professional dominatrix, which is really, you know, really a fringe market, but you're dominating it and you're making so much money off it. So hats off to you. And hopefully in five years, we'll see you owning your own dungeon or yes. your own strip club. Come we'll out. definitely see you on TV, whipped. hopefully. Yes. <laughs> we were going to see this. <laughs> like, oh, I know that bitch. Come on, whipping motherfuckers. Come get whipped. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You know where to find her. Santana, where can we find you? On Instagram, Spooky Hot Cheeto. Twitter, Spooky Santana. I'm not going to give you guys my Dom Instagram or my Dom Twitter because that's for clients. But um, yeah, I think that's it. So all my cool. socials that I use. Cool. Yeah. Awesome, guys. I have just one last request is to go talk to your friends about money. Money is something that's so taboo that we don't talk about. We always get stuck in going to college, getting like 200 grand in debt when there's so many other… And I know I did that. Right, I did that. I love what I do, but there's so many other ways of making money. So go talk to friends. Talk to friends about FICA scores. Talk to friends about debt, mortgage. Talk about money because we want to make talk about money less taboo. Yes. 